Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Bibliotheques in Discussion. Uh, today, I've got the pleasure of being joined by Bedfordshire photographer uh, Amar Sud. Good evening, Amar. Good evening, Ewan. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yes, not bad at all. Thank you. Thank you for joining me tonight. Um, so, Amar is obviously based in Bedfordshire, I think is correct? Uh, well, yeah, uh, Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes. Buckinghamshire. Right, Buckinghamshire, right, 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 okay. Around, around that neck of the woods. Um, primarily a landscape photographer. Um, and in the last uh, last six months, he's published a couple of zines, which we'll come to talk on in due course. But uh, for those who don't know you, Mar, it would be great if you could maybe give a, a brief introduction to yourself and your photography, if that's okay. Sure, of course. Um, so, yeah, so firstly, um, I'm not from a, an artistic background at all. Um, my day job is actually a, a chartered engineer in the aerospace industry. But um, uh, I, I, I like um, artistic expression and yep. I found that through photography, yep. um, among, amongst other things, playing uh, music and things like that. But um, uh, photography is particularly uh, taken, taken hold. Um, I first got introduced to photography back in university when right, I was yeah. uh, working working in a, a weekend job there was a bookstore across the road yeah and uh, in lunchtime I used to go in there and I um, used to browse kind of the photography section um, yeah. and there was a book there the keep it simple series uh, introduction to photography book by uh, John Garrett <laughs> right <laughs> so I picked that up and uh, I bought a copy of that and uh and yeah, just got really into it and yep. uh, decided, oh, you know, I'd quite, quite, quite like to pick up a camera, uh, take some photos uh, and, and, um, and all that stuff. And it, and it soon, soon got out of hand. I ended up, uh, you know, buy, buying a sort of darkroom kit from Jessup's and, uh, yep. and turn my, turned my bedroom into a darkroom and started printing photos and, yes. and what have you. It grew, so, arm and, grew arms and legs quite quickly by the sounds of it. Yeah, for sure. So... So yeah, but that was that was very different in terms of compared to what I'm doing now. So yep. uh, it was a lot just, um, uh, I guess, sort of documenting student life. And, uh, yes. I was in London at the time, um, yep. so it was just kind of uh, photos in and around London. Um, uh, so so yeah, that, that, I guess that kind of served as an introduction to photography. Uh, you know, kind of learn the basics through that. Yeah. Um, so that was good fun. Uh, but um, you know, as 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 happens, life kind of got in the way. Yeah. Um, I you know I kept a camera as everyone does, but it didn't really go beyond you know the sort of standard taking pictures on holiday, etc. Uh, yeah. For a long time. Um, and uh, then then my so, so the next time I so, so when when the landscape photography really took hold was in 2014. Okay. Um, yeah. When my son was born. Um, yeah. So, you know, as you can imagine, that, that, that's a good excuse to, to buy a camera. Um, Indeed. You know, to uh, document, document um, the early years of, of, of uh, my, my son's life. Yep. Um, and, uh, and all that. So, so that was, uh, so, so, you know, got myself, got myself a camera. Um, and uh, that 2014 coincided with the year which um, Mark Bittledron won Landscape Photographer of the Year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I remember seeing seeing his image and just my jaw dropping. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Massive, massive inspiration. Um, prior to that, my idea of landscape photography was uh, the stuff you see in uh, Windows uh, background. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, to see to see you know that sort of image, just I had absolutely no idea that that you know someone could do that with a camera. Yeah. And and that those sorts of landscapes existed. Um, uh, so you know uh, that that's basically where the kind of um, spark started, I guess. Yeah. Um, very good. Yeah. And then um and then from there I I um. I, I, I joined Twitter. Actually, I followed Mark on there, and um, and yeah, and then kind of got got in with the sort of um, into the t- Twitter photography community. Yes, and um, yeah, it's kind of I guess spiraled from there, really. Yeah, well, that that's it. Yeah, it's certainly grown, and uh, obviously you, you're very active, and uh, yeah, you, you can see how much your your photographies, I suppose, come on as everyone's photography does over a period of four or five years. Once you once you begin to become addicted to uh, to getting up in the mornings at some unreasonable hour um, but yeah so obviously in the last six months you've produced a couple of zines the first one was uh, Lake District if I'm correct which was back over the summer and then more recently you've uh, brought out your second zine which was Park Life which I is, is, is based on two local parks to you is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, uh, Caldicott Lake and Willen Lake. Yeah. So, talking, I suppose, maybe about park life. Where, what, where, where did the idea come for the, or where's the background, I suppose, behind the book? Was it, uh, was that a project that you had in mind, or was it something that really kind of, uh, I suppose, grew as a, as a possibility following the success of your first uh, first scene in the summer months? Um, it's, I guess, a bit of both, really. So, I mean, the. The, the idea behind the, the, the so the project itself kind of grew organically. It was a yeah. I had it was you know, you know I, I used to go to my local park. You know I guess I guess as a lot of people do. You know when you when conditions are are really nice yeah and it, it's spontaneous and you haven't um, got the time uh, I guess or 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 you don't um, you know to, to go somewhere further afield you you know yep. you nip out frantically to to wherever you can yeah and uh, you know. Um, local park is is kind of where i would go sometimes um yeah and uh so you know i got got some uh, you know uh, images collected over the years from there um but i'd never thought of um it as a project itself because i guess in you know non-lockdown times non-covid times you know the park unfortunately um was was i guess a, a second choice very much a second choice location um right you know it's somewhere, somewhere where perhaps you know i would begrudgingly go uh, conditions are nice I want to take I want to take some images I have to take advantage of this oh you know I have to go to the park yeah um you know so it wasn't somewhere where unfortunately you know I viewed I viewed um with any sense of uh excitement unfortunately it was kind of you know I'd go there the conditions are nice etc but um uh you know I never saw it I guess in the same way that I would see an exotic location yes uh, uh, you know, um, you know, Snowdonia, um, yeah, the lakes, etc. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's the way uh, I was. I was guilty of seeing it in the early days, but um, you know, as lockdown happened, uh, COVID happened, and uh, we all had to, I guess, readjust our horizons, our photographic horizons. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, you know, so obviously, I still still needed that artistic outlet. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, with with only being able to go so far away uh, from 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 the house, um, you know, t- turn the attention, I guess, again to the park. But um, I guess as as lockdown carried on, I started seeing it in a in a new light. Um, yeah. And um, 
uh, I guess uh, the the realization grew that it's not so much I guess what's what's in front of the lens as as what's behind it in the sense of the way you view. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what you're photographing. So you know, I, I I discovered that you know when you view it, when you view view these places with uh, you know, a sense of wonder that, that, you know, one normally has by default when you go to somewhere like the lakes um, yeah. or Snowdonia. Um, it, 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 honestly, it tra transforms transforms the results um, that, that you get, I think, really. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I think when, when I realised that, combined with, indeed, as you said, you know, the first scene that I'd done, um, you know, the ideas, the, the beginnings of that project um, and, and looking at and collating images into a coherent set uh, took hold um and and yeah i found that 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 massively focused me in terms of in terms of you know what this book's going to look like uh, yeah you know the kind of message behind it etc um and and yeah and then you know i um sort of waited you know for um you know the right sort of conditions um and uh you know i, ha I had an idea of what i needed for a book and what um how many more images i needed and what sort of images i wanted yeah and what, um so yeah so I, I you know focused on acquiring those yes and um and yeah and and, and um thankfully we got we got um, a few mornings i think um of, of, of good conditions and i was able to uh you know collect um, the, the remaining images for the book and, and put it out yeah, yeah, it's, I, th I think it's a, it's a great, it's a lovely, a lovely zine with a with a wonderful spread of images that you can really see through the seasons. Um, obviously, you won't have been able to capture the snow uh, shots in the last few months, um, but uh, yeah, but obviously you've had you've you've had the benefit of being able to visit probably more regularly or be in a position to be one be forced to visit more regularly in lockdown to be able to collect uh, collate those uh, last few images that you were wanting to to fit into the sequence of of the two parks which which i think has been done really well and um, i think the the tonal variation between them and the subject matter of the particularly the, the the lone trees i think is really really nice with the with the paths leading up to it and and the grass in front of it as well i think the the images work really well um work well together and um, were there many shots that you found you were looking for or did your did your thought process change once as you began to compile the shots and compile the, the sequence of the book did you at points think okay to do with a picture that's maybe slightly differently or were you fairly comfortable in in, in what you were looking for when you when you undertook the project um, I think I think it's it, it's more rather than I guess individual images. It's, yep. it's more broad, broad brushstrokes than that. Yes, it was, um, very much a feel, a kind of um, you know. There's a certain. I mean, basically, it, it was to capture these parks and, and these you know these these places where people are you know very familiar with, very used to seeing them. Yes, and trying trying to show them in a light in which people perhaps have not experienced them. Yeah. Um, so you know, hence I guess. Uh, you, know, you know the kind of predominantly sort of misty images yeah. um, and things like that you know we don't, don't get um you know missed missed that often unfortunately uh, uh where i am and um Neither do and I. Just, yeah, no, sure so it was you know just uh just just showing um yeah just showing the um the unusual and the um uh, and those conditions which people aren't used to experiencing them in so it was it was and and yeah it was, it was it's an aesthetic i guess if you want um, Absolutely, I, yeah, I think I think as I said, I think it's really come together well, and it's a it's a lovely story as well to tell because I think people 
uh, you do view these places as specific uses you most people probably do not see their local park in the same sort of conditions as, as you've shot and captured in park life and um, i'm the same up here the local park to to us is a five minute walk and um, i think i've been in maybe shooting it in some nice early morning misty conditions about three times in the last two and a half years and um, sure. because we get we get very little miss but it really does transform the whole park uh, which is one reason why i love getting out and 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 shooting it when i can and it's lovely to be able to not have to drive an hour and a half two hours somewhere um, or drive somewhere and think right the conditions aren't maybe as great as they were whereas i can get up walk across the road basically um, and you can you can just enjoy some lovely peace and quiet uh, particularly in a very big built-up city environment where um it, it, as i say it, it kind of transforms the and transforms the place you could be anywhere when all the the city skyline is basically muted out by the mist and the fog and i think it becomes a beautifully quiet and relaxing place until all the dog walkers start appearing but even then they can sometimes add quite nicely to some of the images as well absolutely absolutely yeah and did and did you find obviously you having done the first having done the first scene over the summer which again was very successful um did you find that that gave you um a bit of an, an understanding in terms of the sequencing element of it and, and what would work and what might not work in in terms of compiling uh, the the sequence for park life for sure yeah yeah definitely um yeah obviously that's um uh, I think I think more than anything, it gave, gave me a little bit more confidence. I think you know yep. with the uh, with the first scene, it's very much uh, dipping your toes in the water, you know, doubting yourself, sort of thing, and yeah, and sort of uh, um, you know, especially especially uh, a subject like the Lake District, you know, you feel it's um, you know someone who, who's you know an outsider to, to the lakes. It's it was yes. quite daunting uh, a subject actually. Um, yeah. So you know, it's quite. Um, uh, you know, with, with park life, uh, it, you know, but, but certainly I felt more confident as a result of having that first scene um, under the belt. Yep. Uh, obviously, the actual practical side of it as well was not was not such a a big concern. Um, I think yeah. the whole thing with with making zines and making the first scene was, you know, I thought books, God, you know, it's, it's going to be so much work. It's going to be so hard to put together. Yeah. Um, you know, but but actually, you know, I, I was when I started it, it was, you know, why didn't why didn't I think why didn't I do this years ago? Why didn't I yeah, you know, it, it really broke down those barriers um so that I could focus you know on, on the material itself and on the content and on the on, on the message of the zoom. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think that as you see, you, once you've done the first one, you've got a bit of confidence, you've got an understanding of what's required how it all gets put together, what maybe works, some ideas that don't work, some ideas that you think, right, okay, that worked really well. Let's try and replicate that the second time around for general structure and sequencing. And I think as you do as you do these things more and more, even if it's not necessarily producing a zine, but producing your own book for your own personal purposes, if you're if you're still undertaking the sequencing and the collating of the images, I think it all just continuously helps to improve uh, your understanding and what you see for your own for your own work for sure yeah um i was going to say actually even uh, because of the zines i've and the books and spreads and sequencing i'm i'm finding i'm you know approaching image making in a different way um in general yep. now to be honest it's just um you know looking at images uh you know as a sequence um 
the other thing is um, images which previously I may have discarded. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, because I was producing perhaps uh, one-off, uh, you know, one one-off standalone images, which, which um, yes. uh, you know, I guess by definition have to have a wow factor if you want. Um, yep. Whereas, you know, if you're compiling a, um, a a set of images, it's a very different thing. Um, Absolutely. You know, two, you know, two two images, which I guess if you looked at them on their own, you might you might not think anything. Uh, when you look at them together, they can they can really enhance enhance and feed off each other, and and um, you know that that has just made me approach approach things in a completely different way. Yeah, yeah. I I, th I think sequencing is a wonderful thing, and obviously talk about it most weeks to to some to a photographer or another. But I think the the biggest challenge is always the the first time you've got to discard your favourite image because it doesn't fit in with the sequence, uh, which is easier said than done. Um, but once you get over that hurdle, you you do begin to see your work very differently and. Um, as, as you correctly point out, you begin to look at it's a body of work. It's not just a one while photograph that you think, yeah, that looks really nice. You're looking for images that all work together and work coherently um, in a set, be it nine images, 20 images, or or, or whatever that number is. Um, and yes, it, it's not necessarily always your favorite images. It can be the ones that you, as you say, you take, you discard because they don't immediately jump out at you but actually when you then whittle them down to a set of a run of four or five images you think yeah that image actually works really well in, ter in terms of the narrative and the story that i'm trying to to get across to 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 the to the, the readers absolutely and i mean uh that, that was certainly the case in part like you know there was um, yeah uh there was there was a, an image which i had which was particularly well received at the time um taking a local park um of of will and lake uh, completely frozen over um and you know it just didn't fit it just didn't fit in the scene um, yeah uh, and you know and it was it was an obvious decision to leave it out yeah um you know so yeah it's absolutely and if you look at the images themselves in the in the zine you know there are some which which um you know when I was looking at producing individual images I would have you know potentially skipped over um but but you know now I'm, I'm so glad that, that um you know I found Found, you know zine, zine making book making um and sequencing because uh you know, it, you know these images these images look um, you know, so much better together um and it's it, it's it's a new opens up new possibilities absolutely and I, I think as you say you go out when you're shooting somewhere with an entirely different approach um to it and you're you're i think it opens up opportunities and possibilities that you don't necessarily think about if, as opposed to going and thinking, okay, I've not got a big wild shot or a vista or something. Like that. You you begin to look for other elements that actually you can see might produce two or three images that work well as a nice small body of work that you can then potentially add to in the future as well. Um, so in terms of park life, I, I I I love the fact that it's split into the 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 two the two different lakes, um, and it just shows an, a lovely variation of of. A, a different feel to each of the locations. Have you got um, personal favourite images from either of the either of the lakes, or are there maybe two or three images that you're personally quite uh, pleased with? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess I, I think I kind of think of them as, as spreads. I guess um, yes, yep. Rather than sort of a, a individual images as such, but I mean, uh, I, I guess that the opening spread um, yep. with, the, with, the, with the lone tree. Um, yeah. I'm fond of for, for, for a number of reasons. Um, firstly, well, that that tree is a uh, is kind of my my favourite local tree. It's a uh, 
I can, I can, I can see why it's your favourite local tree. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredibly photogenic, but it's it's one of those actually where um, I think when when um, so, you know the local people see see the image of the tree in the mist, yeah, you know they've perhaps never seen it like that before because take mist away, and it's a very busy scene actually. There's um, the, the background is not is not attractive. Yes, uh, indeed. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's one of those that only works in the mist. Yeah. And the reason I like this opening spread is this is the first time that I I, I photographed this tree in the mist and realised that um, oh gosh, this is this is this is stunning. You know, this is a um, a, a local a local scene which I hadn't hadn't appreciated before. Yeah. Uh, the photographic possibilities. Um, so so you know as you can see with, with the track um, it's actually a tree which is in the middle of a, of a kind of maze all right okay yep so the track is a kind of maze and the tree is in the center of the maze yep, um, yep. and uh, what you can yeah as you can see you can play all sorts of uh, fun and comp- fun and you know games you know composition compositional games uh, with that path um, in the mist and you can create all sorts of interesting foregrounds and leading lines and and uh, you can you can arrange the elements around the frame in all sorts of ways. Yes. Um, so I think that that morning was 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 the first morning I realised that. So so that's that's one reason why I like these two images. The, the the other reason was actually on that morning, believe it or not, um, you can't tell by the images, but right next to me, there was of all things a hot air balloon being inflated. All right. So, yeah, there was a there, there was a, you know like one of those Virgin hot air balloons. Yes. Yeah, so so they were trying to inflate their balloon, and I was uh, bothering them uh, by by uh, running around with my camera. Yes, so, trying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying so, to make sure you don't get the balloon in your photograph. Yeah, well, there, there was a big rope that was. I think you've muted yourself. Oh, there we go. Um, I think- Oh, sorry. Just, just, oh, it's just, okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, and, and there was a rope uh, going across the ground, and I was trying not to get that in my shots and, you know, things yeah. like that. So, so, yeah, it's just, I guess, I guess that, that, that's why I like that opening spread. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess um, other images. Um, I guess going right right, right to the, um, right to yeah. the end of the book, um, yeah. with, with the images in the snow. Yeah. Um, the, the, the last two images. Um, uh, so, so actually, uh, these. Well, I like it firstly because, quite honestly, because snow. Um, yes. It's you know so rare, so rare that we have it down here. And yeah. Photograph in it, and that you don't. Again, in terms of the message of the book, you know, it's very rare that people see it in these sorts of conditions. Absolutely. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if it comes across. Hopefully, it does in the images. But it was snowing very heavily at the time it was a blizzard essentially it was very windy and there was literally no one in the park um uh, so it was fantastic you know i really enjoyed myself running around yeah um taking images these were actually uh taken on my mobile phone as well oh um, very yeah just it just shows you what can be accomplished on a mobile phone these days no indeed and, and again it's just in terms of the whole thing with zines and images which which i always liked previously um that you know, I hadn't shared, had no outlet as such for them. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, you know, 
band uh, you know that the, they work really well here yeah um, and i was really pleased to be able to um include them to be able to put them together in this way so, yeah i i really i really like the 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 variation of colors with the with the trees and then also just the 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 dark it looks like a dark reddy purple of the bushes down at the bottom as well yes. particularly on the what particularly on the image on the left hand side with the three trees yeah I, I really like that and just the the light textured uh, where the bark's kind of uh, rubbing off a wee bit on the trees as well it's yeah it, they just work really really nicely with this with with the snow um particularly well um, so in terms of uh, talking a wee bit, I suppose, about uh, the publishing aspect of it, obviously you sure. self-published yourself. Um, I think the first, I think your first scene, you maybe did a couple of print runs of it, uh, maybe slightly smaller print runs. And then uh, for Park Life, I think you did a, was a print run of 50 maybe? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, so the first scene uh, was actually brought about um, uh, as part of a zine exchange. Uh, yes. Organised by um, a friend of mine called David Yeoman. Yep. Um, so he, uh, yeah, he, he organised a zine exchange, and it's something you know that I've always always wanted to do. You know, produce a zine, produce a book, but this gave me, I guess, the excuse to do it. Yep. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was, you know, uh, ne never made with any sort of commercial intentions or anything. It was just, uh, I, I, I print some copies. Uh, I produced a few extra in terms of to give to family and friends. Yeah. Um, and and maybe a few extra to to kind of you know help I guess with the cost of production of the scene. Yeah. Uh, but but not you know to to kind of to to make a profit as such. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I um. So I I I did a, a modest initial run and um you know put put the spare copies up for sale. Um. Sort of. Know, expecting you know they might they might sell a few and I might be left with a few but yep. um but yeah no, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised um that you know they, they did they did sell out um and that there was sufficient interest in our second run as well um so, so that's that's really nice so I, I did the second run and, and that sold out too um so yeah I mean, that, that was a that was that was a nice experience and it gave me I guess you know some confidence uh, yep. going into the scene. um so so yeah that, that certainly helped me uh, the, the second scene again, Park Life. That 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 was again part of um, a zine exchange. Um, okay. Organised by David again. Um, but yeah, this time, I guess um, you know, I thought, I thought, you know, you know, why not um, go for a few extra? Yeah. Um, you know, I guess, uh, and, and also um, offer offer a special edition of, of the zine as well. Yeah, with um, the print. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So you know, I just thought, I thought, I thought. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do that this time. And, uh, you know, thankfully, again, you know, uh, I'm very lucky that um, there's, there's been, um, you know, very good interest in the zine. Um, the special edition's all sold out. Very um, good. And, uh, and you know, uh, I think two thirds of, of the standard editions have gone as well. So, so yeah, no, 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 very, very pleasant, pleasantly surprised. And, um, you know, my thanks to everyone who's who's bought the copy. Yeah, um, the thing is, it gives it gives you good confidence if it's if it if you have another project that you want to begin to work on, and and just to know that the, that there is demand at the end of the day. We don't all need to do runs of five hundred copies or anything like that, nor do we necessarily want to do runs of big runs. But it, it's great to know that you can participate in a zine swap but also produce some others maybe help contribute towards the print costs and people are still again interested in, in picking up a print as part of that as well and it gives you a, a different output for your work and um, and potentially people looking at your work in a very different way than they would do when they're just viewing it on 
Twitter or Instagram or or what other social media platform people are, are really using these days. Um, and how did did you find that the obviously we've talked a bit about it, but did you did you find that you benefited quite significantly in this in part life from having already produced the first scene? And and would there be would there be uh, elements of that that you would take forward into future work as well? Yeah, I mean, um, so so obviously there was the um, just just the breaking down of the uh, production side of it. You know, just literally like um, yeah, the, the color management, the, uh, the the laying out of the scene. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, and all of that side of things, um, and also you know, giving me the confidence to you know try um, try try going from staple staple binding to perfect binding, which I've yep. done with part of. Um, yeah. That's something I wanted to do, so that's that's something I've done as well. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it was just, just you know, um, I guess it, it allowed me to focus much more on the content and less on the mechanics of producing it. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, certainly the sequencing stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm very happy with, with the sequencing and the and the images and, and yeah. the narrative, etc. In part life and um, and uh, yeah, certainly um, I can imagine without having done the first, um, you know, it, it, it wouldn't have been possible. So yeah. Well, that, that's it. at the end of the day, we, we we all learn from probably more from our mistakes than we do from actually our successes. But um, once you get into um, particularly the whole sequencing element, I, th I think it can become quite quite addictive to a certain element as well. And um, I'm sure you've probably found a real buzz from producing the first scene and then obviously producing the second one. So, um, what uh, what uh, what are your personal favorite books on your own bookshelf because i know you quite like to acquire the odd bookshelf and you've obviously participated in a couple of zine swaps so are there any favorites uh, that you would like to share with us and hopefully uh, i've got most of them so it doesn't cost me too much money trying to hunt them down <laughs> sure um yeah well i mean it's it, it for the books that i own um uh, colin bell's healing um is is, is, is a regular uh one that comes out i absolutely love that um fantastic book um, which one was that sorry uh, colin bell healing oh yes yeah healing ah yes absolutely stunning book that one yeah yeah um so uh to be honest i love all of bruce percy's books but um the, the, the one that um uh, that i have here is out of planet yeah absolutely just, just just stunning i mean um you know his work is is, is just just so far up there um in terms of in terms of in terms of every aspect yeah absolutely love that book yeah, um, and I, I think I think very very well designed and produced as well. Um, obviously, I know he works with uh, Darren on on all of his books, and you can really see there's they've got a lovely a lovely style and concept that they they, they can roll over from one book to another as well. That's absolutely first class. It really is. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and uh, the next one, I've not I've not had it long, but you know already it's it's you know it's, it's one it's one that I look at I look at very very regularly. It's uh, Neil Bunnell's Mystical. Yes. Yeah. A, such a fantastic body of work um yeah absolutely love it absolutely love it yeah um, and, and uh, i and again just very very nicely produced as well i think the print quality on on neil's book really is uh, is superb and first class particularly getting over the whole atmosphere um of the location which is obviously um is 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 beautiful yeah i mean the, the images have a real three-dimensional quality to them it's, yeah uh, the printing is superb um uh, 
then the, I guess this is not a single book, but um, the, uh, the, the Kozu Landscape Editions. Uh, yes, yeah. I, I just love them, just, just uh, little nuggets of awesomeness, to be honest with you. Um, but I guess particularly uh, the, the ones uh, that, that come to mind are the ones that I own are the um, uh, Andy Gray's Intentional. Yes, yeah, yeah. I love that. And, um, and Mark Littlejohn's Cellular as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think they were they were really wonderful, wonderful wee bodies of of work, and it was probably one of the, the first. Obviously, I know, I know another place press are now doing their field notes, and um, you've got a few other publishers who do similar things. But yeah, the the, the collection of the twenty books was such a wide variety from north, south, east, and west, um, and also the variety of subject matters from coastal to obviously Andy's work. Um, to Mark's work up in the lakes, etc. So, yeah, they, that was a really nice, uh, really nice collection that uh, Greg, uh, Greg pulled together over the over the years. Sure, and I mean, I think I think the other thing about them as well is, you know, with regards to zines and things, it's um, you know, I guess a very similar sort of format in terms of size. And terms yes. Of yeah. Terms of all that. So they're, you know, they're a huge inspiration that way yeah. in terms of. Uh, in terms of the, you know my, my, my production of my, my two zines for sure. So yeah, well that that's uh, I think over over the course of lockdown as well, there has definitely been an increased number in people self publishing, be it zines, be it books, etc. Um, maybe finding a bit more time to actually um, <clears throat> complete bodies of work and and bring them out in big small runs or or big books small books. Um, and it's great to see it's as, as I think as as see many times it can be quite challenging to actually keep up with what people are bringing out because a lot of it is a potluck on seeing something on Twitter um, or or Instagram that someone's actually brought uh, brought a new zine out um, but again you, there's such a variety of a variety of work um, that you, you is maybe not someone I would ordinarily follow or see, but but you you see something that's been well thought out, well produced, printed, published, um, and they're they're great. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the the final one I had here is iPhone only by Gillian Cavley. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so that that's really nice. And again, that's a very very high print quality for what is an iPhone only iphone only uh, book but again yeah i think i I'm, I'm really a big fan of julian's work i love um i love the atmosphere and the mood that he conveys in the images um and that it's not a uh, big uh, colorful sunrises and sunsets no indeed indeed yeah it's as you say it, it's that word atmosphere isn't it and, and yeah and it comes across in spades in that book yeah um yeah no uh, I, I i love that one i love that yeah one. Yeah, I, th I think, yeah, I, I like Julian's work. And yeah, I think the, the iPhone-only book, it demonstrates again what can be accomplished on a phone. Um, and there's a very particular style to, to the process, and I think, in many of the images. But I think it, it works really, really well. And again, a nice, very good print quality, which I think emphasizes uh, the quality of the work as well that, that Julian's produced. Absolutely. So moving on, finally, what uh, what are your plans for the future now that you've done a couple of zines? Have you got the bug and are you maybe going to do another zine or do you think you might try something slightly bigger or something slightly different? Or are you, are you maybe going to look at a, a project specific for a book, planning it from the start, outset, or 
Um, are you going to look back at maybe some work that you've previously done and and see if it's see if there's scope to to maybe move it forward in the same way as you've done with some of your previous projects? So, well, yeah, I've well, definitely got the bug for sure. So it's you know something that um, I think once you start, it's difficult to. I, I don't think I don't imagine don't see myself stopping doing it. Um, yeah. I might slow down um, in terms of. I was a bit. I was a bit nervous to be honest with you, bringing out another zine so soon after the first. Um, yeah. It was. Uh, it was you know the, the zine exchange, I guess, which um, you know the fact that it was happening again. Um, yeah. I sort of thought you know I'd, I'd like to get involved in it, but I'm yes. nervous. You know I don't want to. Um, I, I'm nervous of just putting stuff out because um, you know there's, there's only there's only. Yeah, you don't want to saturate things and absolutely and go, yep. go too much. So I think I think um, I'll definitely I'll definitely produce more. Um, but yeah, I might I might uh, slow down and look to perhaps uh, do something a bit bigger um, yep. in terms of size of zine. Um, yes, uh, I, I don't think um, I'd I'd be looking at doing anything formal as you know what what one might call a book. Um, yeah, but certainly uh, you know a, a bigger zine um, for sure. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to do something a bit bigger. Um, you know, maybe sort of. Um, I, th- I think uh, you know the number of images in, in um, both uh, the Lake District scene and Park Life is, is something on the order of, uh, of 30, 28, 30. Yep. Um, but uh, um, yeah, you know, perhaps perhaps sort of doubling that. Yeah. Um, that that sort of uh, amount of images. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, don't know what that is at the moment or, or how that might start. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess with both of these, it's it's been looking at. Um, I mean, so obviously the Lake District uh, scene was purely drawn on previous work, past indeed, yeah, and Park yep. Life was a mi- mixture of the two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, you know, perhaps start something completely new. I've got I've got a few ideas from uh, our previous, uh, you know, bodies of work. You know, starts. I guess. Um, yeah. When I start start. Um, compiling images together. I think oh, I might have the beginnings of of something here. Um, so you know perhaps one of those will, will grow legs. Um, but but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll certainly be doing something, but uh, yeah, uh, watch the space, I guess. So. Absolutely. Well the thing is it doesn't need to be something that happens in the next six months. It could be 18 months time or something like that that you that you take the time to plan and build up to. Um, and it's maybe something that takes time to collect the collect the correct images. But um you, you're going in, I suppose, with a far more knowledgeable understanding of what you're looking to come out with at the end, which I think inevitably will help um and will and will drive and and will drive the project forward as well. Sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, on that note, um, I would like to thank you, Amar. It's been a pleasure chatting to you about park life and all your zine making escapades. Um, and I look forward to to seeing the next one that uh, next one that you produce. So, thanks very much for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Cheers.